Hello and welcome to this bonus episode of a podcast of Spurious Morality. Uh, we're here to talk about the recently released uh, Season 22 Blu-ray set. It's a great set. Uh, I've got Tom here with me. Hello, Tom. Hello. So, um, initial... Well, let, let's just start with the actual stories in that season itself. What What's your highlight of Season 22? I love season 22. It's definitely top 10 uh, material for me. Um, I, just, I just think it's a really solid season. Colin and Nicola are just great together. And there's a ton of great stories. A vengeance is um, probably a highlight. I just find the reality TV angle to go with that is just a really dark but an atmospheric story. I quite I really enjoy Attack, Cybermen. That's quite a, it's a bit... Uh, fan oriented but it's really a lot of fun and just in general I just even Time Lash I like to be honest there's not a story in that season that I dislike, I I like them all for different reasons, they're always just a really solid season to me I'd agree with you it's it's a very fan pleasing or designed to be a fan pleasing season yes Um, I once sort of saw a discussion going on and it was about what they should do for season 23 sort of after the cancellation and they sort of said the trial was the wrong way to go they should have you know had returning villains and made it for the fans and like well that that's just what got them cancelled mm. season 22 you've got cybermen daleks and the master and the sontarans um and, and the second doctor and the second doctor and jamie um so yeah they, they, they sort of semi-often argument that I see is, no, they should have just done something big and Dalek-y and fan-pleasing. It's literally what they've just done. Um, but yeah, I agree. It's it's a very, very fun season. Uh, I'd say for me, the sort of standout highlight is the two Doctors. I think it's just brilliant to have Troughton back and mm. you know, what was sadly for the last time. Um... And they do something quite different with Troughton in it as well. It's not just, you know, like, here's the second Doctor. They are actually quite, it's one of my favourite Moy Doctor stories because you actually do have Patrick Troughton, you know, being this androgum, and it's quite quite fun, that aspect. And it it, it sort of benefits from the fact that it's just a normal story in the middle of the season. It's not a big celebration. It's not how many companions and... Doctors and whatever can we cram into Rassilon's Tower mm. and all that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, it's great. So the um, the Blu-ray set, uh, loads of extras, loads of sort of very good they and interesting are. extras. I've, I've not managed to get through all of them yet, but I've sort of picked out a few and had a look at um, the ones that sort of caught my attention the most. Mm. Um, what what would you say is sort of the best extra that you've seen so far? I've seen quite a few. Um, this is actually my first time that I've really delved properly into the Blu-ray. Even I've I've got them all, but I've not uh, really delved that deep into the uh, the extras so far until this set. Um, but the Matthew Sweet interviews are fantastic. They're so he's such a great well, you know journalist and an interviewer. Uh, the Michael Grade interview, especially, is just a really special treat, and it really delves into the, I guess, the psyche behind what he was thinking in nineteen eighty five. I just found it fascinating. I've also seen the Colin Baker one, which again, it's it 
it, it doesn't even really touch upon Doctor Who that much. It sort of just goes around Colin Baker's career, Colin Baker's life, which I wasn't expecting, but it was a very definitely a very uh, welcome surprise, and it I just found it really engaging. Yeah, the um, I watched the Michael Grade one. I've not made it to the Colin Baker one yet, but it was. It, I agree. It was sort of very fascinating to sort of hear what his reasoning was for. For well, he did. He cancelled it, didn't he? Um, in eighty five, and you just sort of. I found watching it. I sort of ended up thinking. No, he was right. It did need cancelling, and and then sort of snapped out of it and went. No, you're a Doctor Who fan. Needs to be as much Doctor Who as possible. And you know, we wouldn't have had the McCoy era if it had succeeded and that kind of thing. But actually, yeah, I could kind of understand where he see, was coming from. See, I see, I got, the, I had the exact same thing when when I was watching when he was saying it was just it, there was some the, something at the end of the interview where you know, I'm paraphrasing, but he just goes. Well, it was rubbish, you know. It was, it was, it was terrible. It was the sort of thing, just like I was like, yeah, it kind of was, <laughs> but I love it. But it was, it was pretty bad. <laughs> I think the rubbishness is and always has been part of that charm, though. And I think he, mm. you know, he was very obviously sort of a numbers man and just sort of thought, well, there's money going into this and it's rubbish, so that money should go elsewhere. It did make perfect sense. And he also, um, I found it very interesting where he sort of said that as far as he's concerned, cancelling Doctor Who isn't what he's remembered for. He's remembered for things like Allo Allo and Blackadder and Live Aid. Well, it's not necessarily it's that he wishes he was remembered for things like Allo Allo and Blackadder and his contributions to Live Aid. He, he wishes it, he wasn't like this notorious, um, you know, that... Yeah. He was he just just remembered for cancelling a show that he didn't even properly cancel in the end. That, as I pointed out in the interview, it went on for another four years or whatever. It wasn't. I don't think Michael Grade was the person who put the final nail in the coffin in nineteen eighty nine. I think that was some. I think he'd already left for Channel Four, yeah, and yet he still gone. he's still this figurehead for for this cancellation of a show that ultimately it got on twenty two years. It, it didn't have the budget, and maybe that's his fault, but then it would have probably needed more budget than was possible in 89, and just in general, it was a... Um, yeah, it's just, it, it was... It's definitely a really interesting interview, and even if you don't agree, I think, I think he does come out of that interview quite favourably. Yeah, definitely, and I think that's sort of helped by... Matthew Sweet sort of mm. very probing but very sort of um, not quite casual interview style but mm. he, he's obviously very good at making whoever he interviews feel yeah, comfortable. Yeah, feel comfortable. But it's quite interesting because Colin Baker in, the, in his in conversation interview does talk about uh, Mike Grade and he says that um, yeah, I think he said that Peter Davison once spoke to him on a plane and um he he said Margaret said something about how he thought Colin Baker was rubbish or something akin to that sort of thing and it does sort of make a I don't know it does make you suppose, suppose feel think whether it is there is more to it that meets the eye than just someone who made a cancellation decision I don't know it's it's very 
backstabby 1980s BBC type stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what just makes it more, all the more interesting that it, that as you're watching it, it does sort of feel that like there is more than he's letting in on and he, he does, he does swerve questions a little bit, but I just find that part of the fun, I guess. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a worthwhile watch and it was, um, was it a full hour in the end? I can't remember how long yeah, it was. Yeah, 53, 53 minutes. It flew by. It, mm. There was something very captivating about it. Um, I also really enjoyed the uh, new documentary uh, about the two doctors. I watched that um, one as well. Which was, again, one of the first things that I kind of gravitated towards. And it, it it's so nice to see, actually, that the um, the shoot in Spain was... It was so much fun. Just everybody involved seemed to be really enthusiastic and enjoying yeah. the work. And I was really I interested to find that story. one of the actors was a mayor. Now, that was a quite <laughs> uh, interesting to see. Yeah. But no, it's, um, it, it was definitely a really good documentary, and I hope they do sort of return to more classic stories that didn't quite get the full documentary treatment. Mm. Um, well, I think they have been, haven't they, with these oh, releases? Yeah. They have, like, I think every story so far now has that's been released in Blu-ray has a proper documentary. If they didn't get one the first time round, and I hope that continues because I think the production values of the documentaries these days are so um, high. I mean, I was watching the location, location, location uh, documentary, which was you had uh, Colin and Nicola revisiting the locations. But it, it just felt so professional. It felt like it should be on Channel 4 or something. Like, it just had that sort of vibe and you had, like, aerial shots and it just looks great. Like, it, it, the Blu-ray people are putting so much love and dedication into these releases and it really does show. And it, it's... With Doctor Who, we're so lucky that so much of what we get is made by fans it's made by people that genuinely love it and have an interest in this kind of thing. And mm. I mean, you can say that about Big Finish. You can say that about, you know, the TV series itself. Um, all three showrunners of New Who have been, to some extent, a fan in the past. And uh, yeah, it still seems happen. every week we get a new little tidbit about... Um, Peter Capaldi as a fan when he was younger and you know we yeah. get a new photo of him meeting someone at a convention in the 80s or whatever um, and it is it's absolutely great to sort of know that it's it is being made by fans but it's being made in a way that um, means that the product is the best it can possibly be and like I say it just spreads across everything that does uh, but yeah, these Blu-ray sets are a true sort of labour of love, really. Exactly what I was going to say. Labour of love. A labour of love. Uh, anything else you'd like to highlight at all? Uh, they've fixed a fix with Santarans. That was quite... Uh, I was interested how they were going to do that. And they, they just added a little um, a little ending bit with, like, as, well, I suppose spoilers, but... They, 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 they added a little thing at the end with a new line recorded by Colin, that, you know, to... Obviously, remove uh, the unsavory uh, part of it, and there's also the commentary, um, which again was just sort of like he focused more on just Gareth and you know how he found it about you know like I mean it's only ten minutes, isn't it? But 
it, it was, I guess, nice to see it preserved in a more... Because I think it had been removed, hadn't it, from later DVD re-releases, I think. I think so, yeah. Yeah, so now it's now preserved in a proper form. I, they didn't delve into, obviously, the context around it with Jimmy Savile, but I feel like that was probably the right chord. I think that was... I got two boxes, maybe it's the right... Um, place to delve into that so uh, but what they did do with it i think it was a yeah it was just a it, well they they effectively did a really really good job of just removing the elephant from the room altogether yeah yeah with it which was absolutely the right thing to do because it, it is a it's sort of a charming little piece really it is really nice and it yeah is... it's quite cute and yes yeah and you've got colin and janet together and that's quite a interesting dynamic and they actually do go really well together um surprisingly um i, I can i can see big finish sort of thinking hmm, there's there's 15 box sets in this yeah the yeah the colin gareth and tegan adventures <laughs> yeah that, that could be a lot of I, I that did that did cross my mind i have to admit but uh now that they've because it ends on a cliffhanger so it's like oh but uh, probably not but uh, I, I thought, yeah, I just thought it was quite um, tasteful how they handled that. Yeah, no, it was excellently done, and like you say, it it's really good to have that, to have a fix with Sontarans kind of uh, preserved in a way that it can be enjoyed without sort of any anything else bleeding in to spoil that enjoyment. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. well. We shall leave it there, but listeners, if you've not got the, 20, uh, the Season 22 set yet, we do absolutely recommend it. Indeed. Um, meanwhile, we'll be back with a full episode on Wednesday, where a few of us will talk about the Companion Chronicles from Big Finish. And then we've got some other stuff coming in the next few weeks as well. We've got our June release summary, and we've got a Jago and Lightfoot episode. I wonder who's going to be on that. I, 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 I couldn't even begin to guess. Mm, we'll see. Mm. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Tom. It's been lovely chatting with you about season 22. It has. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure as always. And I shall catch you soon. Goodbye now. Bye-bye.